Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Today on CityCast Philly, it's the Friday News Roundup. We're talking about what SEPTA is doing about the recent string of crashes, why it's getting hard to be a SEPTA driver, and local connections to the Trump indictment. It's Friday, August 18th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Joining me this week is Tom Fitzgerald, transportation reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Hey, Tom. Hey, Trinae. Good morning. Good morning. And Mir Rindy, investigative reporter for Billy Penn. Hey, Mir. Good morning, Trinae. Good morning. Okay, so the icebreaker this week, it, it's it's a fun one, y'all. You know, I like to have fun. Um, Man in America is canceled. Bruce Springsteen concerts were postponed this week. So with the lack of music <laughs> happening in the city, I we have to go back to our memories. What has been the best concert you've seen in Philly, best performance you've seen in Philly? And we'll stretch it to maybe like comedy or music, any ideas here? You know, one that comes to mind is I saw uh, the band Grizzly Bear a few years ago. I can't remember uh, which venue. It was one of those venues a little north of Center City, but they're, they're kind of an amazing band. They just create this kind of wall of sound and it's kind of mesmerizing and it was just like a great show. I've seen them a couple times in Philly, Grizzly Bear, and I always think about that. So that's that's certainly a, a strong memory for me of music in Philly. Good, good memory. What about for you, Tom? Well, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I have an impoverished social life. I mean, I guess especially in the last several years, I've laid low, pandemic, but like... Um, I feel that, Tom. I feel that. <laughs> I, I, You know what? Like, I didn't go to it, but I really enjoyed the hoopla around Lincoln Financial Field when all the... And, and the city when all the Swifties were here. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, I... I usually like to go to the Roots Picnic, and the most recent years, it's happened kind of in my backyard. So it's, you know, it's close. But I I kind of relate to you, Tom. I'm getting older, (laughs) and I feel like I really don't like the crowds. I would rather enjoy a music performance, something special, like with minimal people, like an intimate setting. Mara, let's get into some news. We'll start with you. You know, I got an alert on my phone this week. It was like late at night and it said that former President Donald Trump and others had been indicted in the state of Georgia. And I was just so confused because there's been so many cases swirling around and indictments and so much happening around the former president and the impact of the results of the 2020 presidential election. And Mayor, you reported that some Pennsylvania Republicans were also named in these charges. What are they accused of doing? Yeah, so there are a couple indictments that came down recently involving 
former President Trump. There was the federal indictment, which was just of Trump, although there were some other people who sort of came up in it. And then there's the Georgia indictment, which has happened this week. And that was a, a big indictment that named a whole bunch of people. And and Pennsylvania came up in both. In uh, in the Georgia indictment this week, there are a couple people in particular who were actually indicted who have Philly ties. One of them is uh, Jeffrey Clark, who grew up in Tacony and he worked in the Justice Department in D.C. for a long time. And Trump nearly made him attorney general because Clark was supportive of false election claims when other top justice officials wouldn't support him and were quitting. So what happened in Georgia is that he wrote a letter to Georgia legislators urging them to select Trump electors for the electoral college vote, even though those electors weren't needed. And he was charged because they say that he knew that what he was writing was was false. So Clark, sort of this prominent figure there. And the other one is Mike Roman. He grew up in Kensington. He was a Republican ward leader in Philly. He worked for different Republican presidential campaigns. He headed Trump's election day operations in 2020. And he did a lot of organizing of these fake Trump electors in seven states, including Pennsylvania and Georgia. Uh, he organized a Georgia House committee hearing, or he was involved in organizing it in December 2020 that spread false information, trying to get Georgia to vote for these fake electors. So those are the two that really jump out from the Georgia indictment this week. Interesting. Oh, man, this is like so complicated. And you recently wrote an article about how Pennsylvania in 2020 Trump supporters here also had a plan to change the outcome of that election, but they're not necessarily facing the same charges in Georgia. Why is that? Yeah, so there were seven states where the Trump campaign tried to organize these fake Trump electors, that is, to get the states to essentially put their vote behind Trump's reelection, even though he lost the state. And so this is sort of a fraudulent effort. And they did that in Pennsylvania, the, the campaign got these people to sort of sign on as fake electors for Trump. But they were careful here to put a line in their certification letter that said, well, we're only going to serve as Trump electors if the Trump campaign wins its legal battles over election fraud or election misconduct or whatever they were alleging. And, you know, the campaign lost, so they didn't become fake electors. So, they, they're saying, you know, we were just doing this contingency plan. We didn't actually become electors. We didn't say we were electors. And so there's no legal, legal jeopardy there. So they'll probably, sounds like they'll escape actually being prosecuted, unlike people in some other states. And do those people that were named, are they in positions of power in Pennsylvania? A lot of them are uh, quite active in the state Republican Party. I don't think there are any state level elected officials. One of them is Lou Barletta, the former congressman from Hazleton in Luzerne County. He ran for governor last year, but he's not in office now. There's Sam DeMarco, one of the, the Pennsylvania electors. He's a council member in Allegheny County, and he's also the chair of the political action committee for David McCormick, who ran for Senate last year and who might run again. So that's a, a kind of important position. Uh, Bernadette Comfort, the vice chair of the state Republican Party, Marcella Diaz-Myers, the deputy chair of the party, the chair of the Bucks County Republican Party, who's from Philly originally, Patricia Popperick, 
And another person worth mentioning is Charlie Garrow. He's a, a leading Republican strategist in Harrisburg. He actually ran for governor last year. So those are some prominent Republicans who were on that proposed fake elector slate in, in PA. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, shifting gears a bit, Tom, I think a lot of Philadelphians are asking what is going on with SEPTA and all of these crashes? But your recent report said that, you know, the, the story is actually a lot bigger. Yes, there have been eight recent crashes involving SEPTA buses or trolleys, but the transit agency and its operators are also going through and experiencing abuse and assaults. What's happening here, Tom? It's really intense and it's kind of a, it's been a somewhat hidden problem for most people. Every ill in society got worse with the pandemic, right. but this was starting to creep up before and across the whole nation and even in Canada, you know, the polite country. And yeah, people are taking out frustrations, even over minor annoyances on the operators of, uh, of their, their ride. <laughs> you know, the bus comes a little bit late or there's a skip stop or something or they they buzzed by you because they're full and then you know the next operator that comes along could get spit at spit is a really is a really uh common thing people spit on these folks right and you reported that passengers spat on septa operators 242 times from 2017 through April 2022, and that was according to transit agency incident reports. That's wild. It is wild. And um, as uh, one of the operators I interviewed and others have said it too, you know, it, it's extreme disrespect. It's, spitting on somebody is is like intimate and really it's gross. A lot of times in the last several years, uh, the conflicts that set somebody off have come from fair enforcement where where the operator says, hey, uh, sir or ma'am, you know, they're supposed to politely say, could you, you know, please pay the 250 fare? And then they just turn around, wheel on them and go nuts, either with verbal abuse, including hate what we would call hate speech, I think, slurs and spitting, throwing like water bottles at them, all, all kinds of things. And that's a real problem. Okay, so SEPTA drivers are under a lot of pressure. Um, as you mentioned, they're experiencing this abuse, these assaults. Are there, is there any connection between all of the collisions that have been happening. You reported that there were eight over the course of 20 days. So what's causing these crashes? Are they related? 
First, I have to say that we don't know precisely what's happening with the crashes. There are a lot of possibilities, and there's some multiple investigations going on. And SEPTA is looking at staffing issues on the theory that perhaps, you know, because operators are stretched thin, there's a shortage of them and all these things going on. They're just going to ask if fatigue played a role in their investigation. They don't know. But these are seemingly unrelated crashes in it. You know, they're very different. Like another bus driver crashed into a storefront on Walnut Street. Uh, You know, was that from the person having a medical issue or, you know, something else, you know, trying to avoid a uh, another driver. We, we there's certain things we don't really know. A thing that triggered uh, an investigation by the National Transportation Safety Board. They're looking at when a trolley being worked on by a mechanic and it it like uh, jumped tracks in Southwest Philly and smacked into a house. You know what's up with that? <laughs> you know it's the. Uh, Federal Transit Administration is also looking at the entirety of what's happening in SEPTA to see if SEPTA is kind of like letting down its focus on safety or its procedures are being ignored. And have you heard anything about what the agency is doing to support its workers? Yes. Uh, Well, first of all, on the safety thing, you know, as as this was going on with the uh, Federal Transit Agency coming in, uh, SEPTA started launching a refresher courses for every every person in the organization, which is like nine thousand. But they're starting with the operators, and then you know spreading outward, and they're getting pulled off the street in staggered fashion to to get classes on this is what you're supposed to do and we want to make sure we're reinforcing this to support them it's a challenge one thing that the the septa is doing is remember i mentioned that like one of the big pain points or tension causers in these attacks is fair enforcement uh septa's going to put in automated recordings on buses and trolleys that announce, hey, it costs two fifty, please pay. So the operator does not have to engage with mo- that money thing at all. Oh, interesting. In the hopes okay. that that'll help and that kind of supports right. them. And then they are stepping up their employee uh, assistance and you know trying to make counseling more available. And there's like kind of a peer mentor support group that really took root on its own in one of the depots, and they're trying to expand that out. That's good. I hope this kind of alleviates some of the uneasiness that both workers and riders have been experiencing in these past several several weeks. I want to leave us with the last segment with a feel-good story. This, again, has to deal with SEPTA, but also Amtrak. And I read in Billy Penn this week that SEPTA and Amtrak are working to reconnect their train stations at 30th Street with the help of a federal grant. 
And I read, and Billy Penn reports, that back in the day, there used to be an underground connection. There was some sort of a tunnel. It was shut down in like the early 1980s due to some infrastructure issues. How do y'all feel about this? Do you like this <laughs> possibility of a reconnecting the SEPTA and Amtrak stations? And, you know, because it, it's hard. It's rough, you know, carrying your luggage across that strip where cars are coming off of 76 and you got to get downtown. So how do y'all feel about this? I think it'll be great if they if they do it. I mean, it's still some time off. They they haven't haven't even designed it yet. And they're. they're Amtrak's applying for a federal grant to cover it, but it's it's just crying out to be done because they're right next to each other. You know, it's right. like you're underground. You got to go up, cross the street, got to deal with this sort of gross stairwell to get go upstairs, cross mm-hmm. this intensely busy street, and then go yes. in. And it's like the tunnel's already there. Why don't you just fix it up and open it up again? So. I didn't even know there was a tunnel. I was like, what? I could have <laughs> all of those like trips from college back to, back to Philly. I could have used that. <laughs> and yeah, it, it gets dangerous in that intersection right there. It's It just makes so much sense. And 30th Street Station could be so much more. It could be a hub. And, and maybe there's a way to bring in... Um, you know, the interstate bus services like Greyhound. Right, because they don't have a station. <laughs> they don't have a station anymore, and right. people are all hanging out on Market Street. So, yeah, it would help. <laughs> well, if this does get approved and the plans happen, this will definitely be a great, <laughs> great news for travelers. All right, that was Tom Fitzgerald, transportation reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and Mir Rendy, investigative reporter for Billy Penn. Thank you both always for joining me on CityCast Philly. Glad to talk to you, Trine. Have a good day, Mayor and uh, Trine. So thanks. I enjoyed it. It's time for the tip of the week, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. The last back-to-school bus tour event hosted by the school district is happening today at the Roosevelt Mall from 12 to 3 p.m. You can get a free backpack and other school supplies just in time for back-to-school. And remember, classes are back in session Tuesday, September 5th. If you have a tip of the week, we'd love to hear from you, too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Our lead producer is Laura Benchoff. Our producer is Abby Fritz. Our Hey Philly newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine. And our host is me, Trinanery. Music is by Philly's own Interminable, with additional music from All the Kimonos and James Weldon. If you enjoyed this week of episodes, tell a friend, tell your neighbor, tell your coworker too. Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Philly. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend and be safe, y'all. Bye.